Hi, this is Gilbert Hi. Gottfried, and I'm here with Frank Santo Padre, and this is Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsessions, and we're here with Raybone, who passed away 27 <laughs> years ago. Wow, he looks surprisingly spry. Yes. And who who is our special sit-in guest tonight, Gil? Ah. Uh, Frank Verderosa, our, our our engineer, our magical engineer. In the flesh. He's magical? He's I, magical. <laughs> I hit the red button. Yeah, he, he's from the Disney <laughs> film. Like a leprechaun. Yes. Quickly, we're going to talk to Frank about all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, he's got some trivia for us. He's got some engineering tales from his career. Some animation stories, some memories of this own show, this very show. I wanted to say real quick, uh, quick condolences to our friend Daniel Wheeler, who is one of our, our podcast loyalists. He lost his dad, Wayne Wheeler, and they love this show. Uh, so um, rest in peace, Wayne. Um, a listener named Steve Karras Gilbert did a DNA test, and he says you are either his fifth or eighth cousin. <laughs> <laughs> That's nothing to brag about. Yeah. So, so I'm going to hook you guys up, and uh, you can okay. you get to the bottom of this. Those were those were two of my housekeeping notes. I, there, there was a woman who was following me around for years by mail. Her name when, is Dara. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Use her name. When, when they still had letters... And I would get these letters. This woman, she was like uh, almost as old as I am with red hair, and she was my daughter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, according to this woman, she was my so you, daughter. So it's almost like the woman Letterman had following him yes, around. Yes, yes, <laughs> Ended yes. up in his living room. So, I think now we got to get Jerry Springer as a guest to yeah. do so the So I would have had to have been six. Oh, it's, uh, oh, it's like Al Pacino yeah. on the yes. Joe Franklin show. Oh, oh, my God, yeah. And we'll bid a, a, a farewell, a sad farewell. I don't know when we're going to run this, uh, but to our friend, uh, we're recording this on October 21st, and our friend Bill Macy uh, passed away. And yeah. we do have to say a couple of words about Bill. Before we move yeah, into... Uh, he he was hysterical. Just uh, thanks to Matt Beckoff for getting him for us. Uh, he he was uh, <laughs> he was a force of nature. You guys got to know him pretty well. Yes. You and Dara, socially. Uh, and and I, I remember one time when I did, you know, the documentary Gilbert, he showed up for. And yeah. I wanted to introduce him at the end. They said... No, he was having trouble breathing. He was gasping for his breath. He had to be taken out of the theater. And the next day, we call up his house, and and he's not there. And we go, oh, God, he's either in the morgue or in the intensive care. And we get his wife on the phone. She goes, no, he drove to the casino. There you go. He just <laughs> yeah. wanted to get the hell out of your screening. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so he pulled. He played the 94-year-old's card. <laughs> Bill lived to 97. Yeah. Which is really amazing. His wife, Samantha, uh, also a wonderful lady. And our, our, our hearts go out to her. He was, uh, Gilbert likes to say there are certain guests uh, that are the reason we do this show. Yes. And I, I, he was one of them. You, Frank, you recorded him twice. Yeah, I'd like to say a word regarding uh, Bill Macy. Yeah. Herring. Herring. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's how I'll remember him. He they also should car carve a herring on his headstone. There seemed to be more than one random occasion where Dara's texting me saying, how do I get a copy to Bill Macy? He wants to play it for somebody right now. Oh, right. when he yeah. was near the... obsessed with the episode. When he was near the end of his life, when he was in the hospital, he called Dara and said, uh, 
I can I get a copy or want to play it for the people in the hospital? Yeah. yeah. He was very proud of it. He would drive around in the car listening to it. <laughs> in fact, I called him and he answered the phone in his car and he was listening to the show. So he, 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 remember, he, des- he described that as one of the highlights of his career. He did. He, he said yeah. it was the best thing he, yeah. he had done, or <laughs> his, his, certainly yeah. his best interview. Do you remember his second appearance on the show when you brought up something about him being in the hospital and the nurse and his gown opening? Or there was some story, and he just, like, with his wife by his side, was like, deny it, deny it, deny it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. He shut that shit down. <laughs> Even at 96, yeah. there's still something to hide. <laughs> He was great. I mean, great in a small part in the original producers. Oh, God. Uh, my favorite year. Uh, absolutely wonderful as as Cy, the, yeah. uh, the uh, what what would you call him? The uh, the backstabbing. Yes. Uh, insecure egomaniac. Yeah, in, in the producers, he's like the foreman of the jury. Yeah. And they, when they're trying Zero Mostel and Gene Wilder, and he goes... We find the defense extremely guilty. Yes, yes. <laughs> the inventor of the opti grab and the oh, jerk. Oh yes, yes. Uh, he's in Billy Persky's movie Serial. He did a lot of wonderful stuff. Maud, of course, which is what people knew him for. He was the perfect guest on this show and a lot of people's favorite but episode. But he turned down. I don't know. I I really wish you would have done it. He turned down like a small guest appearance. In that movie that William H. Macy does. Oh, oh which, on Shameless. Yeah, on which would have been great. Yeah, would have yeah. been fun. William, he became William H. Macy. Because, because of Bill Macy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. A great guy, a character. And like I said, a lot of people's favorite episodes. I just so. want to point out that Gilbert was looking directly at Paul explaining the Bill yes. Macy. <laughs> As if this was some kind no. of special. <laughs> I, <laughs> let me break it down. For also, <laughs> Macy's is a famous department store. We, we, where yeah, people I, 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 I was explaining to Paul what a television yes. is. <laughs> That's why. You've officially I, become old Groucho. Yes. Break it down. <laughs> let me do some research on that and I'll get back to you. All right, so we're winding down our last few uh, minis. Uh, for ever. the for the year, <laughs> not ever, but <laughs> they they will be changing. Uh, and Frank wanted to uh to to go down memory lane, tell some stories about Nutmeg, talk about some guests who recorded at Nutmeg. He's got some some clips, some trivia, some snippets, some trivia. He's prepared. Oh, but also because I Opening feel like the... you know all the all this time we've been doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you know I post things, especially in the listener society, mm-hmm. even just recently about a new Nick cartoon that I got to work on. Um, but the the overlap with the people that are fans of the show that are also people I'm indirectly working with is pretty intense. Like those Cartoon Network dudes. Yeah, and it's like, I've been working with Adult Swim all week, and I know a lot of those folks are are fans. So I just, I don't know if people listening know that I'm not just some podcast mixer, so I figured we could talk a little bit, play some, maybe some old stuff, (laughs) and what exactly I do when I'm not doing this, besides sleeping and... and We're giving, giving listeners a peek... Behind, behind the, the, curtain. the curtain, the man yeah. behind the curtain. <laughs> but but speaking wow. of nutmeg, yes. So you, do you guys remember the story of how this all came to be? How I got involved? I think it had to do with an ex girlfriend of mine, an ex girlfriend of yours, and actually it was a friend of mine from college, Helena Sue Taub, who got me into the show. So I became a fan, and then I cranked it one day, thinking my headphones were plugged in to my phone. On a train? On a train, uh-huh. in the quiet car. So I just tweeted, you know, that awkward moment when you're blasting Gilbert in the quiet car. <laughs> and then your ex-girlfriend said, oh, I used to date the co-hosts. I said, well, look, tell them I'm big fans of the show, but it sounds awful, and I would love to help. And swear to God, I gave her my info, 
And then by the time I got to Nutmeg, Dara was already calling. It was like 10.30 in the morning. It was kismet. Yeah. And then I went back and looked at all the old episodes. I was trying to figure out, well, when did I start? And it's weird because back then you guys were coming to Nutmeg, but you were still doing Friars Club. I know your first episode yeah, at Nutmeg. That, it was Tom Leopold. That was my first trivia question. So I had a bunch of little questions like that. I know Gilbert wouldn't remember, but I no. figured we <laughs> And by the way, when you said it sounded horrible, you meant the content. No, the content's always oh, been okay. good. The quality. <laughs> something, the quality. something about Gilbert's people, kitchen table. Yeah, people used to uh, send me emails saying, uh, was that recorded in the Lincoln Tunnel? Yeah. There was, some, there, were, there was an episode we did with Scott Alexander and Larry uh, Karaszewski, who are coming back, by the way. Uh, maybe by the time you're, you're hearing this, they've already been on. We recorded it in their hotel room, and that was the... That yeah. That was the low point. Yes. <laughs> because it really sounded like we were in an airport. Wow. Yeah. At, 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 and the guests were at two different terminals. Wow. I mean, it just we didn't look. You know, we were uh, we were young. We were carefree. <laughs> we didn't know what podcasting and, and was. We were talking about Gilbert this. wanted to do the show in his robe. And and we were talking about this yes that well I wanted to be like like, like Hefner. you Hefner yeah. Yeah. yeah he did the show in his pajamas. I wanted a little bottle of Pepsi and a bathrobe. <laughs> Uh, we were talking about this yesterday when I sang a duet with the guy from the Turtles. Yeah, Howard Kalen. And, we did that at Nutmeg. And because we didn't know how to record both people, it's like you heard me and right. you didn't hear him at all. Yeah. Well, the Turtles things were clusterfuck because yeah, it was a Skype. He, he was using his headset mic, but actually the the uh, the mic on his laptop was mostly recording him, and then he would lean back. And then suddenly it sounded like he was down the hall. To say we didn't know what we were doing was an un- is an yes. understatement. It's a, learning curve. a learning experience. <laughs> um, so who was the last guest ever recorded at Nutmeg? I think I know this. Gilbert? Mm. It's a woman. I know. I'll give you that. I know it. Uh, oh, a woman. Not, not what's her name with the tigers and lions. No, that was a while ago. Tippy? No, that was on Skype. She was not with us. You're saying this guest was in person. In person, the very last one we did it. Very pretty much the last episode. I must we be did. a freak because if you name any of our 280 guests, I can tell you exactly where we recorded them. Yeah, probably because you're paying attention. Whose house? Yeah. <laughs> right. Some of them were at Gilbert's kitchen table. Some of them we used to do in office spaces. Right. For the Friars Club. The Friars Club we did a bunch. We did a bunch at Nutmeg, a bunch here at Earwolf. Gil, do you know? Ooh, 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 ooh. Frank, you have ooh. an answer. Rosanna Arquette That's right. was the last guest. We almost, wow. we almost did Nutmeg. that episode at the old Earwolf Studios, which was a dive. And we got We lucky. never saw we, that place. We got a, I had to go visit one day. It's basically this minus everything. That's oh, I nice was there. It. Yeah. I was and, there. And, uh, but that that we got to stay of execution, and we got to do one more at Nutmeg, and then that was it. Doors closed. Some of my favorite episodes were done at Nutmeg. I mean, the Tony Orlando episode. Yes, I mean, a lot uh, of fun. I mean, uh, uh, Peter Regert, Jessica. Yeah, you, uh, the, you were you kind enough to help us out with Jessica yeah. Walter well, the, the, and you Ron get, Liebman. You get all my questions here. Who was the first musician guest on the podcast? This is a bit of a trick question. Not recorded necessarily at Nutmeg. The first one we ever had. First musician. Paul Williams? <laughs> no, it wasn't Paul. Paul was. We recorded Paul at the Friars Club. Yeah. With Tracy. I'll give you a hint. It's a Paul. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was, a, he was in the McCartney, first 10. McCartney, I That's knew right. it. Very yeah. good. He was in the first <laughs> yeah. 10 episodes. Right. Yeah, we did that at the Friars. That was Paul Schaefer. 
But who was the first guest to actually play an instrument in the session, in a recording? I think I know that, too. It's one of two people. Gil, do you have a guess? Oh. First person to play an instrument in the booth. Well, one was a guitar mm-hmm. and one was a keyboard. Right. But I think the guitarist came before the keyboard. First, yeah. And you sang, if I have this person right, <sighs> wait a minute. He sang mostly by himself. Oh, you mean the actor who sang? Mm-hmm. Well, the first person in the in the, the booth? first wait, person. Wait, who... it wasn't uh, Barney Miller. Oh, no, he no. was on stage. It wasn't Dominic. Uh, it was Dominic Kianese. Dominic! <laughs> play, oh my God! He brought yes. his guitar. No, he didn't. He actually he picked. He, this is the, what's so funny. He's playing these beautiful songs on my Angus Young oh, style. Oh, you gave him the guitar. Electric guitar. Very good. And right before we started, someone bumped it, and the G string went flat. So forevermore, there's that moment. <laughs> oh, that that's a moment. lovely moment. He yeah. sang the uh, Yip Harburg song, uh, yes. "Brother, Can You Spare a Dime?" Oh, yes. He did it beautifully. Bring a yeah. Tear in your who was the first musical guest to sing with Gilbert? What foolish musical guest? <laughs> <laughs> well, this has to be pre-Nutmeg. Well, there are, I, think there, I think there is a pre-Nutmeg. Or it it might wasn't have Dick Van Dyke. No, that, no. Was, um, that was later. The first musical guest to sing with, with Gilbert. Gilbert. <sighs> yeah. Um, well, it's got to be Tony Orlando. That's my thinking. Unless he sang with Josh Groban and it was recorded before. No, I'll tell you what we did with Josh Groban. And then we did that. that those were the days when we would record at people's homes. Yes, we went to Josh yes. Groban's apartment. And the nicest, the nicest experience, we went to Barbara Feldon's house and she put out nuts and berries. Uh, yeah, she for put us food out for and us. Lemonade. We were vagabonds in those days. Another woman she, who she was real over nice. to the house. Uh, uh, we went to Lee Grant's house. Lee Grant. Yeah, we did Lee Grant's house. She let us hold her Oscar. Yes. I think Tony Orlando, who came in and did a great episode that was at Nutmeg. Uh, one of, one of the favorites. first three yes. or four episodes at Nutmeg. No, it was further in than it that. It was? It was one of the best. And he uh, he was just on fire. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then he sang with Tommy James. Tommy and, James was killer. And, oh, yeah. Tommy yeah. James. Yeah, it was great. great. That was great. great. Yeah, and, that and was to- wonderful. And Tony Orlando said his father... Is the only non-Jew buried in yeah. a Jewish cemetery. And I love that when we had Jimmy Webb playing, he had there was a keyboard in the booth, but we were really actually just sending data from the keyboard. So I was recording using a piano sound, but when I went and mixed it, I added in strings. How nice. And added all, and, yeah. and his brief performances of some of his hits I like better than the originals. You know, he was wow. he was reluctant. Wichita lineman was like I was like I like what he did in the booth better than the original. I forgot. He 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 was reluctant to do it. Remember that? When he was. He first proposed it and he was like, uh, I don't know and he softened up and then it was great. He but, had uh, been he had been doing uh, interviews all day for his book and he was exhausted and he showed up with his wife and they walked in and we were so looking forward to him and they walked in and she said he's got about 20 minutes in him. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and I we were trying to find a way to say we don't do a 20 minute show. Yeah. And uh we br- we somehow brought him alive. 
Yeah. yeah. It looked yeah. like he was ready for more. Yeah. 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 And I like your version of uh, MacArthur Park better, yeah. than, <laughs> better than Jimmy's. My favorite quote from that is, I knew it was going to be good. I didn't think it was going to be that good. Yeah. At the end of MacArthur oh, yeah. Park. He's a so sport. Good. He is a sport. You always gird your loins a little bit with these musicians because yeah. you don't know. We don't. And we had Kenny Loggins in here a couple of weeks ago, and Gilbert sang yeah. "Footloose" with him, and you don't. So good. You don't. Was good. You don't know what to expect, and you don't want to offend them. I I try to when Gilbert says, "Oh, I I, I, I print these lyrics. This is the one yes, I want to sing." Yes. Right. We try not to pick the song that's most personal to them. <laughs> something about a love, the death or their of their wife, yeah, song right. about my wife dying of cancer. Can Gilbert yeah. sing along? Yeah. So so it's always it's always a dicey proposition. But you know we've been lucky. Yeah. Because Tommy James, Tony Orlando, Jimmy Webb, Ron Dante, uh, so many of these people have been have been game for it. And, Neil, and Neil Sedaka. Neil Sedaka. Yeah. I, I promise you, if we ever get Eric Clapton, we won't sing If I See You in Heaven together. I don't believe you. Yeah. yeah. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, no, there's our first edit of the night. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, more uh, trivia. One, one thing, the thing I loved about the uh, Jimmy Webb episode, just yeah. one last thing, is the, the lesson was sometimes a cake is just a cake. It's just a cake. <laughs> that, it was very was, Freudian. that was, was the great. most, I, that angered me so much. <laughs> for years. Because for years I thought, that's such deep symbolism. <laughs> A cake in the rain. And then it turns out he saw a cake, then it was raining out. And that was it. It's like, that's it? Paul was very excited about Jimmy Webb because we had done many episodes before then, and Paul would always point out Jimmy Webb's song. That's a Jimmy Webb song. And then he walked in the room. Yeah. He, one Freaky, of my childhood huh? heroes. I, I, my, I used to play all those songs on a piano, Wichita Lineman, by the time I get to Phoenix. Yeah. Yes, man. One of my heroes, too. Yeah. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast after this. All right, here's a different direction. What was the first episode to ever have a clip? Mm. You mean a, an, like a promo? You yeah, like a breakaway yeah. to a scene from a movie. That you've, the actor oh, oh. you've beaten me, Virgarosa. No idea. Wow, okay, wow. Well, it's got to be a nutmeg episode. It was a nutmeg one. Because we didn't even attempt things. And it was actually like a guest clips. I brought in. There's another clue for you. Larry Kenny? No. Nope. Well, I remember the guests that you helped with. One was Larry Kenny. Mm-hmm. One was David McCallum, which was David certainly, McCallum. Which was certainly was, a score was recent. recently. Who would, this, who would this person be? Somebody that you were recording with at Nutmeg? Somebody I was recording, and I mentioned the show, and they were like, Sure. And it wasn't Jessica. No, it's before. I think it might be before Jessica. Jessica and before Ron. Jessica. You got me. You got me beat. All right, Joey Pants. Joey Pants. Oh. Yeah, he told that wonderful story about his mother. First time I ever. Put what a was clip the clip? Up. It was from the remake of uh, what was the Sinatra movie? Uh, he played the part Sinatra played. Oh, it was from from here to eternity. Yes, there yes. was a scene you guys were talking about. Yeah, kind of slowly worked it in. Yeah, a lot we of people s- like the clips. We started using the clips. Yes, they're fun. They gave the show some extra production, some, and some sec- yeah. sexiness. What was the story about his mother? It was him bringing a girl home, oh, and, God, and his family. So it's oh one of the funniest God, stories yes, on this podcast. Yes, yes. It was, uh, 
It was the family fighting and the ma, you shut the fuck up. And yeah, you fu-. they were threatening and then, like, each and then other. They're, then they're on the stoop in the front and his mother yells out the door, Joey, you want some cake? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So accurate. Yeah. That's a great one. <laughs> yeah. Fi- find the Joey Pants episode. It's worth it. And and he said he got into playing tough guys because he was bullied as a kid. He was a great guest. Yeah. He was an early nutmeg guest, as memory serves. I- Yes. I mean, it must have been, we'd been doing it long enough where I felt comfortable enough to mention it to him and get his info. Yeah. He was great. I didn't expect that. Good call. One of my other favorite, favorite episodes was episode 100 at Nutmeg. Yeah. Now, let's see if Gilbert can remember who was there. Not a chance. No. (laughs) No. Try the name. There were four. Okay. There were four people. Uh, Bierico. Right. Uh, Paul Schaefer. Yes. Uh, uh, Drew Friedman. Yes. Um, 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 You're too short. Uh, oh. Well, that's personal. Two, Yo. yeah. You're too, you're too shy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. His name was mentioned. We mentioned one, one before. Yeah. Tom Leopold. Oh, okay. One more. And the fifth one? I need a clue. That girl is the clue. Yes, yes. Uh, oh, God. Why You've already forgotten Billy Persky's uh, name? Billy Persky. Uh, Billy Persky, I remember we interviewed him at the Museum the of, of Illustrators, yes. the Society of Illustrators. Very yes. good. Yeah, we did shows there, too. We did we Robert did Osborne him. there. Yes, wow. yes. And yeah. I remember when Robert Osborne came in, he was just wearing a shirt and pants. And I thought, wait a minute. He walks around something other than the suit. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh, okay. He was nice. He came down there under his own on his own power. He paid, paid for his own cab. A real gentleman, and, real sweetheart. And he was one of those people that you just make sure the mic is pointed at him. And he in, in those up. days, Dara had the portable microphone, the right. the rig, the and we rig. we were America's guests. We would yeah. basically go anywhere people would take us. We were yeah. at Larry Storch's apartment. Yes, we were at Barbara yes. Feldon's apartment yeah. and Josh Groban's apartment. We recorded Adam West in an office building that was a friend. Uh, it yes. was Dara's friend's office. I forget him. Yes, I'm, I'm I forgetting her name. That. She was a yeah. lovely woman. And uh, we were all over the place yeah. uh, until we found uh, we found Nutmeg and we decided to make the show professional sounding. Yeah. <laughs> I remember somebody in one of the group, what was it? Somebody was, I think it was when we were trying to silence people that were posting the episodes on YouTube for free. Somebody made the comment like, Something about for all the money you spend at Nutmeg for all, and it was like if if they only knew Nutmeg gave us the room, but I think the fans assume that we had millions of dollars to oh god, to just yes, well, they, this expensive. Yes. Who knows what they assume? But it was real. I remember like there was some argument like with all you could throw all that money at Nutmeg. I'm like, no, we're just. Listen, Rayburn doesn't come cheaply. No. <laughs> the show has a budget. You have to pay I appreciate to that. Huh? Appreciate yeah, that. Anytime, yeah. pal. <laughs> And mon- the treatment for Munkhausen's is goddamn expensive. In the interest of time, do you want to keep throwing <laughs> trivia questions at us, or do you want to tell us? all I could come up with. We kind of hit on some of the big points. Do you guys have any favorite moments from the nutmeg years? God. Well, Jimmy Webb, certainly. I mean, some of the mini episodes we did where we would, where it's just the three of us sitting there, you know, doing James Bond movies yes. and the one-hit wonders. And, and all of that stuff. Fun. We had a so, lot of fun. What yeah. was what's fun with the minis is sometimes you're just sitting there and you know, you feel like, well, this isn't a job now. We're just sitting around yeah. talking. 
Uh, we, we had a lot of fun. There were a lot of fun guests at Nutmeg, like Peter Riegert came in. Yeah. Yes. John Amos yeah, he was, great was a twice. great was a yeah, twice he, yeah. was a great episode at Nutmeg. Uh, Joey Pants was a and, great episode and, at Nutmeg. And the first time I didn't do it, but when he came back, I got him to say, damn, damn, yeah. damn. You know, Stephen Wright was a funny episode yeah, at Nutmeg. That, that was, was yeah. painful. Locked in there with the two of you. And I, but I, he wouldn't laugh. You know, no, no, but he <laughs> was slapping his <laughs> legs, laughing hysterically, but making zero sound. That and was so a great night. When you listen to it, you go, oh, he's really... He has no sense of humor, first of all, <laughs> and and he's really offended by the stuff that's being said to him. Another great nutmeg episode was Matthew Broderick. That uh, was great. Was yes. Gil- Gilbert insulting yes. him? Right, right. He was right. yeah. so Never kind of, to us. He came up for, in, he in between performances. He was doing a matinee at Irish Rep near you. Yeah, yeah. He was doing a matinee, and in uh, it finished. Uh, you know, he did like. The uh, Wednesday performance, finished, rushed uptown, did our podcast, and then had to rush back for the evening. He was great. And all to be insulted by you. Uh, yeah, I great. told yeah. him, all I said was that I felt that Ferris Bueller's Day Off was, I fucking hated it. And he's, I remember what he said. He said, look, don't get me wrong, I hate young people too. <laughs> Here's another. Here's a trivia for you. And this one's a, a tough one because I don't really know the answer. Fans might, but you guys have been doing phone recordings at the apartment and the wherever else. Yeah, we've been doing phoners. But, so we graduated you up to Skype, and yeah. some of the early ones were touch and go. The ones yes. we did with the studio were always fine. Who was the first Skype guest? Oh, I don't know the answer. I'm, I'm sure a fan oh, will figure it tell you. Was, well, it, was it at Nutmeg or we don't know? It had to have been at Nutmeg. Not Henry Winkler. No, he was a phone. I remember listening to that Henry one. Winkler was a phoner in your apartment. Yes, I yes. couldn't tell you. I mean, I, I'd have to really sit and think about it, and we don't have that kind of time. Yeah. But uh, Fans can figure it out. Fans can figure it out. Who it was, was best soon guy after Leopold... Um, who can remember? And we had a couple of Skype clusterfucks, too, that were... Uh, who was the guest that had, like, his printer making noise next to his computer that was dick miller that was so hard that may have been the first guy that might have from been. nutmeg and he was using just a built-in laptop speaker. yeah and yeah. kalen was probably one of the first skypes from nutmeg from yeah. the from the turtles let's talk about uh let's talk about some of the other things you do yeah, yeah when you're not here and when you're not doing this crazy shit that you you have this this thriving career. I have a Reco- career by day. Yeah, sometimes you even record Gilbert. Sometimes I do. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Gilbert yes. comes in for Disney. In fact, long before the podcast, I had met Gilbert at Nutmeg. He came in to record something for Disney. And uh, Gilbert said, Do you have any do you have any good snacks? <laughs> I, I turned around in my chair and put my hands on my stomach and said, Gilbert, does it look like I need snacks in this room? <laughs> And he laughed so hard. Yeah, is, that it, was his is it fair to say that Gilbert Gil, Gilbert almost single handedly changed Nutmeg's policy about putting out free uh, free you know, snacks I think in the, the kitchen? The irony is that it was at a time where Nutmeg was starting to cut back. They uh-huh. were starting to pull because oh. we used to have jars of everything in every room. I remember. Room. Then they pulled it out to the kitchen, and then slowly it went away. And that probably should have been an indication for me to look for a new job. But yeah. they were generous with the Perrier. They used to give us wine for the podcast. Was, they were generous. And, and then one time I remember I was, you know, swiping some stuff and putting it in my bag, candies and and soda cans. And and I thought, oh, you caught me. <laughs> and the guy said, 
Oh, well, you've got nothing on Richard Kind. <laughs> As we later found out. I got to tell you one of my favorite my favorite Richard Kind story besides the one yeah. where he becomes the international snack thief, right? You yes. found out in Toronto. Yes. Somebody you know, brought up Richard Kind. Two different people told yeah. me. That. I, I told you that and then he came back into me and said one day it's like, "Are you the one who told Gilbert?" <laughs> but at that point, he didn't know what I loved. I was recording him for Tangled, Tangled, the animated series for Disney. And Richard Kind sitting on the couch in the back of the room. And the folks from Disney dial in. They were just by satellite, you know, by ISDN line. And they said, who is our engineer in New York? And I said, oh, it's Frank Verderosa. And from the back of the room, I said, wait a minute. You're Verderosa? Oh, my. I listen to every episode of the podcast. Oh, my God. I didn't realize. It was like, it yeah. was the sweetest Except moment. Except the miniest that he won't pay for. Because he said to me, and I quote, fuck you. I won't pay because Gilbert wouldn't pay. But I, I, I've, I've been very bad about it. That's a direct it. quote. I used to send him batches of Dropbox files That's so he fine. could listen to it. That's fine. Get him caught up. So is there a Dr. Phil story? There is a oh, Dr. Phil story. Oh. So, so part of my day job, well, all of my day job, I produce radio commercials. I mix theatrical TV spots. I sound design. I do. My clients are ad agencies and a lot of animation studios, a little bit of everything. And I'm going to play a clip. I, I may cut this whole thing out. We'll see. Um, <laughs> okay. But, but I was doing a project for, let's just say, a dating website. Um, and they were doing this big thing with Dr. Phil. And we were told before the session, we're going to dial Dr. Phil on the ISDN lines, but nobody's allowed to talk to him except for the ad agency. So I'm like, well, how am I supposed to verify that he's there? So, of course, we were calling, and their, their box wasn't even turned on. It was a whole clusterfuck. But whatever had transpired between him and the agency was already off to a rough start. He was being really less than pleasant to them. So when it was all done, I took his outtakes, and I cut together a phony phone call between me and Dr. Phil. <laughs> I'm going to play it now. I'll play a little bit of because it's a little too long. I mean, and this, this was really for me in the ad agency, okay. but enough years have gone by. Give us the highlights. I'll play like the first, not even a minute. Okay. We are currently experiencing technical problems. Please sit by. <laughs> So this was this was literally yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. that's what we were dealing with for the whole session. Wow. Now I don't know the other side of the story. Maybe there of was course. a reason for him to be in a bad mood. And I give people the benefit of the doubt, but I love that. But yeah, I you know, I get to work with a lot of interesting people. I think one of my favorite stories too is Harvey Keitel okay. coming oh. in to record for Sprint because he was in there this is going back a while <laughs> sounds like an SNL skit oh, Harvey yes, Keitel yes. he showed up in this really incredible white suit it's totally dressed to the nines but it's it's just him going out over satellite for this radio version of a TV spot and I guess they sent him the script ahead of time so he's reading he's got it and they said oh uh, Harvey we sent an updated script and uh Imagine being powerful enough to just be able to say to the ad people on the other side of the coast, um, well, this is the one I practiced. And I mean, I saw the new one, but I don't think it's as good. I mean, there was like a couple of legal changes that they had made in it. He's like, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you the one I worked on. 
give you a couple of those, and then I'll give you one read of your new one. And of course, they had to go with the one read of the new one. Wow, but just so many moments. A little diva. Yeah, no, he wasn't at all. I think he really was like in into the you know he really worked on. Oh, okay. He was the, trying. To, he was trying to be helpful. Trying to like you know he really had this thing down. But in advertising, they throw a curveball last minute. The script's changed, and he didn't quite. Did you ever work with that. him, Kaitel? No, yeah, he, I would have liked to. He sounds yeah. like a character. I, I just said I would have liked to, like he died years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember when we inadvertently announced the death of Julie Andrews. <laughs> no, you That's, did. Yeah. You announced the death. And she's <laughs> got a new <laughs> book out, by the way. Uh, this this show is dedicated to the memory of Julie <laughs> She just popped uh, up in something. She played like an evil voice in a movie that's current. I don't know. She's got a book out. Yeah, but what was the what was she, the movie? I don't, I don't know. Come to me. I don't know. We mourn the passing of Julie Andrews and Harvey Keitel. <laughs> so, you, so what do you want to plug as we wrap this sucker up? Well, you, as people will probably know by the time this airs, I'm not going to be the engineer for this podcast moving forward, which is bittersweet because um, it's been a really good time, as you can tell from all the the fun memories. But in early 2020, listen for Unsung: The People You Don't Know You Know, which is my new podcast. You're starting a podcast. Wow. I'm starting started. Good for you. A podcast, but I think by the time I get production together on it and get it all ironed out, it's going to be I early, know, early 2020. I know a researcher. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, what? <laughs> what? He works for Nilla Wafers. <laughs> We're not doing research, but you're the kind of guest that would be good on the show, so we can talk about it. It's going to be the people. You know, we talk on this show about there's the celebrities, there's the actors that make it good. But then the supporting actors that you don't necessarily know their name, but they're the people that yeah. really add to it. So guys like that. So guest number one for me is a guy named Frank Sims. Anyone ever heard of Frank Sims? I have not. Right. So here's a few things that Frank has done. I don't want to give away too much from the first show, but toured with Bowie in the 80s. When you listen to the song Let's Dance that starts with the ah, uh, that's all Frank. Wow. Frank is also uh, on Madonna. He does all Madonna's backups. Um but he's also the guy going, living in a material world. And that he's also Saturday TV Fun House on Saturday Night Live. Sure. What a good idea for a wow. show. He goes all the way back to Cats in the Cradle. I mean, that, and, and beyond. This dude has been everywhere. And not to mention he was uh, the Kool-Aid guy for 20 years. And a good title. Yeah. Unsung. unsung. The people you don't know, you know. Very smart. Yeah. So Very it's, smart. It's going to be talent agents, video editors, musicians, all kinds of people behind the scenes with their own fun stories, just like the stories I've got as an audio guy working in New York. And you've, so, and you've got them. Yeah. And it's either going to be people enjoy it or entertained, or we do 10 episodes and kill it. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. Well, welcome to podcasting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, you, you, you're more of your hair gets to fall yes, out like there's, mine. There's tens of dollars to be made. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least you're you're under uh, you're underestimating it. And and tell us about your new website too. Well, it's the website I've had forever. It's frankfurterosa.com, and I've just decided I'm tired of going on Facebook and doing the same thing that we all do every day politically and and just sharing the same stuff. I said, you know what? Let me start engaging more through my website with helpful stuff. It's podcasting tips. It's recording tips. It's voice acting. You know, blog pieces about. Whatever, you know, things that are related to what I do in my career rather than just bitching all the time on Facebook. And then I'm just sharing it to Facebook and trying to get people to engage more through the site. And it's working. It's just, um, it makes a lot more sense than screaming into the void all the time. And it's absolutely, it's a little more rewarding. And then when the, when the website, when the podcast is done, the website will, that'll go up as well. Unsung. Unsung is the, the podcast. Yeah. You know, you know. From engineer Frank Verderosa. You're going to miss Raybone? 
Uh, I'm going to have to have him on every time. I, I'm actually, <laughs> one of the features of the show is going to be my neighbor, hey. Tom. Hey, you you can have him any time you want. No, no, okay. you guys are too, too I'm, kind. I'm sorry, I'm under contract. I think contract. you should have him. <laughs> we wish you luck, man. In the Thanks. middle well, of us of recording one of these shows, if you want to take him somewhere. Yeah. Any, right in the middle? Yeah. Like yeah. a rapture? But he's just in, in, in mid-sentence, <laughs> if you want to take Paul. Out. I, I do hope once you guys are settled I, into I the new situation, so, which I, I feel so safe and loved with you guys, I, I can't explain it. <laughs> I'm hoping I'll get to come and visit and say hi and, and oh, check sure. out the fancy new operation. Come and, visit, you know, Gil. Yes. Uh, you want to say goodbye? Wow. <laughs> okay, this has been Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsessions with uh, the recently deceased Raybone, <laughs> uh, who who lies there uh, in the same uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, a cemetery <laughs> with Julie Andrews and oh Harvey Keitel. Now he's just we've, riffing. We've and, become very close. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, any and, origami and, projects you want to yeah. plug, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Frank Verderosa, Frank? who lost three... Of our best no, shot. <laughs> it's now a bad time to say that I really did scheme to leave those You can't say that on his tribute episode. <laughs> Frank, thanks this for everything. This has been really fun. Yeah, this has been great. Thanks. Yeah, it's been great working with you. No, I didn't say you, Paul. I mean, yeah, these guys. Yeah. <laughs> Don't talk, Paul, please. I, I try. <laughs> Good morning, yesterday. You wake up. And time has slipped away And suddenly it's hard to find The memories you left behind Remember, do you remember The laughter and the tears The shadows of misty yesteryears Good times and the bad you've seen And all the others in between Remember, do you remember The times of your life? Will you remember the times of your life?